Great. Um, so the recording started, and um, um, again, you know, after the teleseminar, we'll be sending out the recording of the teleseminar in a few days. So really happy to have all of you here, and uh, welcome uh, once again to today's teleseminar. Just a few things. Uh, first, for those of you new to the teleseminar, um, I usually spend the first part of the teleseminar sharing um, about the topic for today and then opening it up to uh, hear from people who are on the call. Um, the purpose of this teleseminar was always to have it be interactive and really uh, have a chance for people to to share or ask questions or you know, contribute in some way um, as for part of the teleseminar. So, again, I'll let you know how to do that. Uh, usually it's just um, pressing start to on your telephone, and I will see that um, you want to share something. Um, the other announcement is um, just to be aware that uh, I am um, um, going to be um, – uh, starting the ninth year of my Missing Link book group that runs for a full year. We're going to start our first meeting in February 15th. And um, when I send out the recording email, there'll be a link for the Missing Link book group if you're interested in looking at that uh, for information or joining us. But also... Um, if you wanted to have me send you the details, just email me at uh, dr, like Dr. Mark Howard, at comcast.net. Okay, <laughs> enough for business and announcements. Um, but I really do encourage you to take a look at the Missy Link Book Club because it's the one book that sits, spoke spiritually through the book. And when we meet together and take a chapter each month, it really brings some deep realizations in the group and all these feelings of um, love and understanding. So today, well, you know, uh, it's a little funny, isn't it, that um, we even have to talk about being happy with yourself. And um, to me, what is kind of funny about that is... Um, you know, in, um, in understanding Sydney Banks' teachings, that's what the teleseminars are based on in the three principles. Um, when you have an understanding of that, um, you realize you're all happy. And um, so you would be happy with yourself if you could really uh, connect to the happiness that is your true nature. Um, and and so I think that's really a powerful place to start um, because really it, the only thing in the way of you being happy with yourself is this habitual thinking, really. It's just habitual thinking that you do about yourself, uh, this self-evaluation, uh, making comparisons um, to other people's uh, uh, achievements or um, thinking you're less than or 
um, really a lot of comparisons are to expectations about how you should be, um, what you should be doing in your life. But those expectations, for the most part, are uh, other people's ideas and thoughts that you've taken to heart. So really, um, without that thinking on your mind, you would be happy with yourself. Uh, it's really just, you know, in a way, um, simple, and yet um, doesn't look so to many people because, again, once you're in how am I doing thinking or self-evaluation kinds of thinking, because of the principles, that looks real. They, they It looks true. Uh, when you are sitting in dissatisfaction with yourself because you didn't follow through on something that you should have, uh, when you're sitting in that dis- dissatisfaction, it does not look like you're just attending to thinking about yourself. It looks true. So that's the trap that all of us have Uh in living life in the human condition. Um, We don't see that the simplicity that um, where we point our attention in our thinking becomes real for us. And the thinking we've learned to do over the years uh, about ourselves is the only thing in the way of really being happy with you, not even how you are, just you, you know, this you without any kind of characterized kinds of thinking about yourself. Uh, when um, I've worked with many, many, many people, and um, I go back to the most recent work I did in an inpatient psychiatric hospital through the COVID pandemic. And I remember, um, you know, sitting with someone who was hospitalized voluntarily, and they were diagnosed with what's called major depression, meaning they were in a very, very low mood, a very low level of consciousness. So when we met, the person who um, was this depressed talked with me about all of the thinking he had about himself that you might call guilt. He had like five or six different scenarios where he thought less of himself, which led to guilty feelings. And they felt solid. When he shared them with me, he was living in the truth of that. And you could see it because it played out, uh, first of all, that that kind of thinking will affect your mood. So you saw him in what you might look at as a depressed mood. Physically, he was stooped over. Um, he was all self-involved, so really didn't engage with anybody on the uh, unit or, um, you know, um, didn't initially just engage with me. But really, 
again, the only thing keeping him from this happiness, living in happiness, or you might call it well-being, you know, call it mental health. It's all that same energy, excuse me. And we just have different ways of describing it. But what we talked about together was the effect that this thinking he was doing about himself was having on his state of mind. And that in this low state of mind, he could not see his way out of it. But if he could understand the true nature of thinking and how he was innocently attending to usual thinking about himself, if he could understand that, he would be able to um, transcend the usual feelings of guilt of dissatisfaction with himself and so forth. As we met, that happened. He realized uh, that really he was just up against this thinking he's had throughout his life to judge himself, to evaluate himself. He had a true realization of that. And that realization, the power of it, allowed him to look away from these thoughts when they came to mind. In other words, he couldn't stop the thoughts, but he could realize the nature of thoughts, so he saw how unwise it would be to keep, you know, thinking uh, uh, about, uh, about evaluating himself. Now, once he did, including the moment he had the realization when we were meeting together, you could see his spirits rise. And uh, as he left uh, the office we were meeting in, he gave me a hug because he said, I've not felt this way since I was a kid. And it just grew. The happiness just grew because as we talked, uh, he started to see that he wanted you know, you know, he wanted to point his awareness toward um, gratitude, toward looking at the, the beauty of his life uh, and so forth, rather than the habits of thought that were getting in the way of these feelings. Now, um, he was happy with himself. And you could see it on the unit, he started to engage other people. He started to be helpful to other people. Um, and even the uh, medical personnel, the psychiatrists and nurses, really started to comment on it. But that's just a story to share with you. Um, first, how solid our habitual thinking about ourselves is, how it seems to make sense to keep looking at how we're doing. Or if we get a memory of something we weren't too happy about with ourselves in the past, how it seems to make sense to look at that, you know, and to bring it into our minds and and live with it. But uh, what we don't see is doing that takes down our mood, affects our state of mind, affects our levels of consciousness, and actually leads to a misunderstanding 
about being in the human condition and how being able to get quieter about ourselves uh, brings forth the natural state of happiness and well-being. You know, I've talked on past teleseminars, but it's just a powerful sharing of Sid with us uh, around self-esteem. It's the same thing, thinking about yourself. Self-esteem is simply happiness. It's just well-being. It's just the words trying to describe feeling good about yourself. And... Um, he pointed out to us that everybody has self-esteem already. It's already there. Um, were it not, he said, were it not for their silly beliefs. And that really is powerful. It's the same thing we're talking about together today. Being happy with yourself is the natural course of things. Were it not for you and me engaging Thinking about ourselves, we learn to do. That's all it is. That's all it is. We just learn to do thinking about ourselves. And that moved us into evaluating ourselves, comparing ourselves, judging ourselves. It starts early, you know, and um, started early for me in like the beginning of school. And I, uh, you know, and I was in a parochial school. And um, there were many measures in every class, every day in class. There were opportunities to measure how well you were doing, you know. And again, it was innocently done. It was it wasn't done to make people feel bad about themselves. It was really made to motivate people. But no one really understood that when children start thinking about themselves and evaluating themselves. It affects their state of mind. It affects their joy, being happy. It affects um, their own creativity. Because what they've created isn't good enough compared to, filled in the blanks, compared to your neighbor, compared to your other, your school friend, compared to the standards of the educational system. So, you see, but it's an innocent thing. But it's not about doing anything with that. It's to see that uh, we learn to think about ourselves innocently. You can't escape it. Uh, so we, we but, but we can realize now that thinking about ourselves affects our state of mind, drops our mood level, affects our level of consciousness, all the same thing. So really, as our state of mind lowers, our level of consciousness lowers, we lose uh, uh, the, the wisdom that's there. We lose hearing it. We lose noticing it. And um, so we're left to our own devices to try to get better at things, pressure ourselves to be better, always be better, rather than come to peace of mind about all of that and 
let this natural state of happiness be what we live in. Isn't that something? Now, this state of happiness, again, I pointed to it in many teleseminars, but again, it's just so wonderful to continue to look to it that when you're happy, actually, you're not thinking about yourself at all, you know, which is probably the key. You know, when you're really in this state of being happy, uh, well-being, peace of mind, uh, in love, if you're really there, you will, you, you know, you're not even thinking really about yourself personally. So, but you would notice later that you hadn't thought about yourself. So that's what's so strange today with the title of being happy with yourself because once you're happy, you don't really think about yourself. Um, but again, the understanding of the principles allows us all to remember once again that once we start thinking about ourselves, to be careful um, giving attention to that thinking. You see, that's the saving grace of our understanding of the principles and the understanding thought is you're going to get all kinds of thinking about yourself, but um, you have the freedom of thought to not look at it and instead put your attention more on the beauty around you or gratitude or generosity. That's what happened to uh, this person that I was talking to you about in the psychiatric unit. Once he woke up this, these beautiful feelings, he was most of the day in generosity. He was most of the, of the day laughing and joking. So, um, see, that's, I guess you might call it a paradox, you know, where we're looking at being happy with ourselves, you know, and yet when you're happy, you're, you don't care about, you know, you don't, you're not thinking about yourself. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really make any sense. It's, it's really to find the consciousness within you of happiness, of well-being, of love and understanding. And you do that by really beginning to notice times when you are happy. Notice times when you feel um, inspired. Notice times when you are generous. And appreciate that when you're there, you're in this space of happiness. That's the thing to do is to appreciate that when you um, drop into being happy or having a laugh or just feeling thankful to have this person in your life, you're there. You see? Most of us, at least for me, before really appreciating what Sid was pointing us toward, I would like overlook that. 
You know, I would say, well, this is great, but let's get back down to what's really the problems here, you know. And I, again, innocently, I was taking myself away from the place that I wanted to live, what I wanted to find. I saw this so much when I I worked a lot with people who were caught up in, in addictions or compulsions and um and when they realized uh that a lot of the desire to drink or use was coming from um judgments about themselves evaluations of themselves. Most of them had a ton of guilt um, around how their addictions affected other people in their lives that they love. But once they came to peace with that um, and started to look away from continuing to think of themselves as broken, uh, addicted, uh, uh, having um, hurt other people, once they looked away from that, they were truly in happiness. They were in well-being. They had, their, con- their level of consciousness had risen beyond this addiction thinking. Now, in there, I noticed was the wisdom to go and correct things if it felt uh, valuable to do so, if it felt important to do so. But they, they weren't correcting things in their lives or their relationships out of guilt. They were correcting or, or you know, um, uh, 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 what do you call it? Re- not rebuilding, but... Uh, um, I don't know, taking care of their relationships that they had, um, had, you know, caused difficulty from these feelings of, um, of, of gratitude, of um, well-being, and the wisdom giving them a way to go back and heal. That's it, heal their relationships. Um, so, um, again, just wanted to let you all know that, um, you are already happy with yourself because your true nature, um, your pure nature is love and understanding. It's this spiritual energy that has the intelligence of the world, of the universe, there for you. So how can that be deficient? It's only our thinking that we've learned to do um, toward ourselves that makes us think there's something wrong or we're lacking something or we need more. We don't need a thing. Because, you see, um, happiness has nothing to do with uh, the circumstances of your life. It has nothing to do with your finances. It has nothing to do with 
your relationships, your job. It has nothing to do with having a brand new car because you already are that. Having a nice relationship is a bonus, something to be grateful for. But it doesn't cause happiness because nothing can because that's your pure energy. The only thing taking you away from it, me too now, um, is um, we attend to thoughts that come into our mind that evaluate ourselves in some form. We let them pass, but they have very little effect on our state of mind. So I just wanted to point that out to all of you. And um, I'm, hopefully it made made sense today. It's just this feeling to keep looking for within yourself that just quiets your mind. You just feel good. Um, things look possible. Uh, you're you're quiet just happy with what is and you could see if you just stayed in happiness you're gonna you would know you would just have a great day uh not that the circumstances would line up but you just are in the feeling of knowing that you, you know you're gonna the day will be great and to appreciate when you drop into uh some form of that happiness uh the more you appreciate and nurture, uh, you're living there longer. So um, I just now want to just check in with all of you. Again, you know, I created uh, this teleseminar so that uh, we hear, can hear from one another as well. I'm not the only one with the wisdom of of happiness and well-being. Um, I'm not the only one that has, has has had questions about the principles or Sid's teachings. Or maybe you might have even had questions about today. Uh, but I want to open it up to you and hear from you. I just love to hear what you're thinking about today or any questions you might have about today's topic. So um, for me to open up um, the lines for you to talk with us, you need to press star 2 on your phone. So really anyone here who have a question or just want to share with us, um, uh, I'd love to hear from you. So um, someone um, uh, someone uh, Came, so the first person is, um, I think it's Easton, Maine? Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. Okay. I, yeah. I'm not good at my abbreviation. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi, Mark. It's, it's, it's Richie from Boston. Oh, Richie. I, oh, hi. Yes. It's been, it's been a while. I've been wanting to get on this seminar and for one reason or another this is my first time so i'm just so happy to be with you and and love oh, I'm glad, and love i'm glad you're here 
Yeah, I love the topic. Um, and so just reading about the topic, I had something to share. But then when you gave your example of the of the person with major depression, that was my diagnosis so many years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, so it just brought back memories of being diagnosed. And it was bad enough that I had feelings of, of guilt and I'm not enough. But then I was told that I had this uh, biological condition and there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm grateful that back then that there was something inside me that says, surely if this is if this is a biologically this surely there's something I can do to to ease it or to make it better and and I kept getting head shaken at me saying there's nothing you can do you can take any anyhow that was a while back and I'm I'm glad that my wisdom came up and kept me looking for something and uh I found the three principles probably a couple of years ago now but I the reason I, I wanted to share was that I, I had this um, metaphor about my life that I've been playing with with the last few months about being a bullfighter. And I, it was something about it. There was a lot of things about it I didn't like. I didn't like that the bull dies at the end, uh, that it's an adversarial kind of relationship, that me is the matador and everybody else is the bull didn't make sense. And what occurred to me in the la within the last oh, week or so was this idea of being a dancer. That I'm oh, a dancer. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in rhythm with my partner. I'm, things are flowing. Sometimes I might step on my partner's feet. Sometimes my partner might step on my feet. But the, where I'm headed is to be in harmony with and to enjoy myself. So I just I just love that metaphor. So I'm now Richie the dancer, Mark. <laughs> well, that's great. You know, that's great. What a yeah. beautiful shift for you in metaphor. And that metaphor, when you said dancer, just really spoke to it. Uh, I love that you saw that, Richie. And uh, you know, uh, you know, I. I, I'm sorry, I, I might have reminded people of major depression, but I love what you saw, Richie, that your wisdom was still speaking to you, even yeah. though you heard, um, you, know, you know, you heard um, uh, negative kinds of uh, prognoses. You still yeah. were, you were still being guided to know that there's something you could do. How beautiful yeah. is that, Richie? But thank you for the dancer. It's just, you know, when you said in rhythm, it's kind of like you're in rhythm with this energy, this spiritual energy. And um, yeah. so thanks, Richie. That was beautiful. And uh, let us know when you get the cha-cha down. <laughs> Will do, Mark. And okay, thanks for Richie. thanks for doing this webinar. And I'm looking forward to the second season that I'll be joining you for the Missing Link uh, book club. I really enjoyed that. So Yeah, Richie, it, it was great having you the first time around. I'm looking forward to us being together this coming year. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay, thank, thanks, Richie. Thank you.
and then um, in, in Mount Vernon. Yeah. Keith. Yes. Can you hear hi. me? Yeah. Hi there. Oh, hi. Well, Keith. I, I I was just uh, uh, struck by your um, your message, and uh, I'm I'm grateful for. Uh, for you, Mark, and and your message uh, is so clear and simple. Um, the wisdom of Sidney Banks um, and his uh, three principles, or the three principles, uh, and and the um, that that and what that means, uh, what lies within all of us, you know, to. Yeah. Um, everywhere all of us everybody and you're speaking to that so uh so simply and so directly and so beautifully i I just wanted to say thank you for your uh for your own wisdom and and your own pointing thank thank you very much oh thank you keith that means a lot and i could yeah, I could tell the feeling of that as I'm sharing that feeling you you point to. And for all of you, Keith and I go back to, you know, the very beginnings of of bringing the principles to the world. And uh, we're longtime friends. Thank you so much, Keith. It means a lot to 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 have you share that with me. Um, so the next person is Diane. Oh, hi. yes. Hi, hi, Mark. Hi, love. Hi, I wanted to say hi, love. I want to say Happy New Year to everybody before it's Christmas again. <laughs> 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 and you know, you know, Mark, this is just spot on your topic, and uh, it's like old home week listening to hearing Keith and and Mark and um, the folks on the line. Uh, I was lucky enough to be around back in the seventies and considered Sid and Barb friends, you know, but I was so insecure and so timid that I didn't realize, like, the gift. I I gave it away to Sid, eh? like that it was Sid, not in me. Anyway, so to anybody on the line who may listen to this in the future, it's never too late, like, what is that, 40 years or something? And um, I, I would go in and out of it, and I would always have this wonderful joy and um, calmness and directness and uh, but again I would give it away to Sid or to Mark or to whoever Bar- whatever right and then I just forget about it and just be and just live on Salt Spring and you know run into Barb at the laundromat or Sid would uh, pick me up hitchhiking you know it's it was it's a it was a very wonderful magical time anyway and then the psychologist come in eh? and I I don't know. I just, my brain doesn't, well, like I always say, well, three prints, what the heck, you know, and I could never get it. And I just, you know, like, oh, never mind. And so I read Linda Quaring's books uh, and she was uh, Sid's first, uh, well, I don't know if you call it pupil, but uh, she, they wrote books together and they're, they brought me back to kind of the, um, like the old days in the sense of, um, I guess it's the old hippie in me, Mark, I don't know, 
but the the language and then Sid's um, way of talking, like directly to the source, directly to spirituality, and that's what got me, you know. And somehow, just even lately, it's been switched around that um, I am more accepting of myself, however, and not judgmental of of others or of me and like she's saying just taking things as it comes and oh my gosh we live in such a beautiful world it just Mm -hmm. truly is it's just magnificent and um and the the love that i feel and the joy i feel it's more prolonged like not all the time eh? like but accepting the ups and downs like that is a gift that is immeasurable and and to see it more and more like in my mind I would think oh yeah you know we're, it's in all of us like he's the saying but to really it, it's that really feel that from others and accept people as they are that's so freeing inside and it's it, it's humbling and it's it's just it, you can't help but be grateful when you like feel it eh? yeah. and uh, so that's and and um and thank you for the email. Like I, I just uh I, I was so looking forward to this. So thanks for this and everything that, that you do, Mark. Well Diane, thank you. And the feeling in you as you're sharing, that's it. The feeling in you. And isn't it beautiful that there there's like you know, you've been part of the beginnings and you know there's still more we can see. Isn't that beautiful that there's no end to us finding more understanding of our true nature and you moving more to deeper self-acceptance and accepting others. Uh, Again, you know, going beyond that habitual thinking to be judgmental. But what I loved was early on when you said you had joy. That's it. It's like, when you are just naturally joyful, you just want to live in that. That's what, you know, uh, this understanding is pointing to. That's what he's pointing to in his books is living in that feeling. And um, it's, you know, we're so um, vulnerable to uh, uh, giving ourselves like a, like a few seconds with joy and then getting down to business of life, you know, and uh, and like you said, the, the point I love, you didn't quite say it, but what I, you know, the point was like the joy was you. You are the joy. It's in you. And to live in that and to cultivate that and to go about life in joy. Because, again, one of the most powerful things, uh, again, that uh, – hit me was Sid saying that in these feelings, joy and uh, happiness and love and understanding, that's where the wisdom for life lies. It lies there. So, um, so uh, Diane, thank you so much for sharing. And all of you can kind of hear the feeling she's in as she is sharing. That's the feeling. And then um, uh, Marcella. Hi, oh, Mark. hi, Mark. Hi. Hi, everyone. It's wonderful to be here again. And 
I always love listening to you and to all the other people sharing. So thank you for that opportunity. And yeah, I, I just wanted to highlight what you have just repeated again. And I have been so thankful being able to hear it from you and just pointing us to that, just nurturing the feeling of of gratitude, you know, love, just joy whenever we touch that, when whenever we can see that, when whenever we can even see a glimpse of that around all those as you just have said, when we get back to those to that life and we allow ourselves to see it only a little bit. But yet it has been so meaningful and so helpful. So thank you for that pointing us there and and yet it happens to me that I just seem to lose it sometimes. And mm-hmm. as as Diane said, I really love that that I think that has been still challenge for me to learn to accept that even more that it can happen. I am a human and it can happen that I innocently slip down that rabbit's hole again and and become reactive, for example, to something and or someone <laughs> and just be more and more forgiving when I remember, when I notice at first. So anyway... So thank you for that. Thank you, Mark, and all the others too. <laughs> oh, Marcella, so nice to hear from you and and uh, have you here on the teleseminars. And for everyone here and people who will listen to the recording, uh, this is why I wanted to do the teleseminars. Can you hear the wisdom in everybody that shared? And some of what people shared uh, was beyond... Uh, anything I was going to share, and they spoke to the truth, to be more accepting of the fact that we have moods, you know, and as Mar- Marcella is saying, that we do go down the rabbit hole of our insecure thinking, kind of the human condition, really. Um, and not to make a big deal of it, but seeing we're in this human condition and um, whatever it is that we have uh, uh, noticed from this understanding, it'll come to us. We'll remember. Um, Keith, who just spoke, had a great way of uh, talking to people about the fact that we get caught up in our habitual thinking. And he and I taught a few times together in, in the past and he would tell a group, he would point out to a group, and he would say, do you see this indentation in my forehead? It's from going, oh, no, there I go again. He would slap his forehead, say, oh, no, there I go again. And it was a beautiful way for people to realize how it's human and uh, to be more accepting of the fact that our levels of consciousness change. You could call it moods or state of mind, but it's really the levels of consciousness are levels of understanding change. And so, um, but being accepting of that and uh, and not, again, you know, uh, judging yourself about it, like we've been talking about today. And also just 
seeing that um, your uh, realizations will come back to you. You'll see what is going on. It'll come back. You don't need any kinds of uh, strategies to remind yourself. Uh, it's enough that, uh, you know, what we heard from people today, they've seen something, I've seen something, and that's enough because it'll come back to you. And like Keith said, you'll just go, oh, no, there I go again, you know. And uh, it won't be such a big deal. It'll be kind of humorous in a way, you know. You'll just see you're part of, it's just part of being human. Well, what a beautiful uh, sharing from all of you today. I just love that there's an opportunity for us to hear from from other people beyond me. And I hope uh, you all enjoyed the teleseminar today. Thank you for joining us. And uh, the recording will be sent out soon. And uh, I'll see you all next month with our next teleseminar. So everyone have a good month. And um, see you later. Bye.